Hey everybody, welcome back to the Because We Went to Therapy podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Emily. And today we are going to talk about all things wedding related and how that goes into body image, mental health, anxiety, just all that good stuff. But first we're going to start off with our actually curious questions. I'm so excited because I got a new pack this week. I got the culture edition, which she's so excited. She texted me about it twice. (laughs) I know. And the box is purple, which is my favorite color. I mean, we were just like running out of questions a little bit. So it's good to switch it up. This one's more geared towards like pop culture, television and film history books songs things like that a little bit more yeah a little more lighthearted. so um to start it off i've got two good ones here let's let's do two because these are kind of related okay wow we're getting crazy doing two i know they're both about tv emily what tv show have you watched start to finish more than once uh, Gilmore Girls, duh. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of the only shows that I've watched start to finish more than once. Usually, well, maybe Friends, but I didn't watch Friends. Like, I watched it start to finish once, and then I'll watch random episodes here and there. But Gilmore Girls, I actually started, watched all the way through, started it again, watched it all the way through. That's, like, the only show I've done that with. Me too. Because I would say Grey's Anatomy, but I can't freaking keep up with all the current. Like, I've I've seen all the episodes, and then I've re-seen all the, the seasons on um, Netflix, but I can't keep up with their, like, 20th season. Like, it just, it's too There's simply not much. enough time to no. re-watch it more than once. Like, there's not enough time in the day. I don't know anyone that's ever re-watched Grey's Anatomy. You know, I don't either. You know what I have rewatched, and I'm kind of embarrassed to say, what? Gossip Girl. I've seen I've seen uh, Gossip Girl twice. I think I've actually never watched Gossip Girl. I would. I wish I could watch it as like me now because it's so bad. Like thinking back and just like how toxic the show is. Sorry if we're offending any Gossip Girl fans here. I used to love it when I, because the first time I watched it, I was a teenager, right? And then I rewatched it in college and then I was like, oh, still in love with it. But now as like a, an adult, I'm like, is it chewy? Oh, (laughs) I wanted to use the word chewy, but it's almost like not chewy because it's, it's so intense. Like they're in high school. That's not realistic. It's like not like euphoria right. unrealistic. It's like I don't even know. You gotta watch it, Ashley, and let me know your thoughts. Like Desperate Housewives unrealistic. <laughs> I mean, no planes like crash in the middle of their um <laughs> their neighborhood, but it's just like it's too much for like kids that are supposed to be sixteen, seventeen years old. It's too much. Right. Like Remember when Teen Wolf was on when we were in high school? I never watched it, but it was always on MTV. And I'm like, these people that are playing 16-year-olds do not look like actual 16-year-olds. They look like 30-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And they act like 30-year-olds, too. Like, they have 30-year-old people problems. And I'm like, no. I want them to right. be in high school. Just, like, have like boy in drama Riverdale. Problem. Oh, see, I stopped watching that because it was too, like, it was too outlandish for me. Yeah, I stopped watching it, too. It was too much. But the actors are playing 16-year-olds, and they're, like, 27, 28. It was just not realistic at all. That kind of leads into the next question. What's a TV show you loved growing up that you now feel is problematic or unrelatable? (laughs) How did you know I was going to talk about Gossip Girl? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of one that I watched. I used, when I was a kid, I used to watch Nick at Night a lot, like before I would go to bed. And the Cosby show was always on, which obviously now Bill Cosby is super problematic and a predator and just like a horrible person. And we know that now, but we didn't know that, you know, 15 years ago. So I feel like that's a pretty obvious one but I'm trying to think of one where it's not like an actor that kind of ruined the show outside of the show but an actual show that just didn't age well 
like the commentary and the script. I mean, I feel like most shows from the 90s and even the early 2000s are problematic in the sense that it's an all-white cast, right, for most popular TV shows. Like, Grey's Anatomy was, like, one of the first shows to ever have, like, a lesbian couple, and that was, like, a huge deal, right, and, like, black characters. And I feel like even, like, the stuff we were watching on Disney Channel and, like, Nickelodeon, I can't, like, sadly, even besides um, That's So Raven, it's hard to think of a show that didn't have an all-white cast. So, like, not, like. I feel like it's problematic now in the sense that, like, they just didn't have very diverse casts when we were growing up. Yeah, that's true. I can't think of any besides that So Raven either. Like, Lizzie McGuire, Hannah Montana, um, all white. Rugrats. Right. All white. <laughs> What'd you say? Rugrats. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, real OG show. Right. But did you know that Rugrats had, I just found this out last weekend they had the first uh like cable kid show that had a full episode about uh jewish passover huh i did not know that did you ever watch rugrats do you remember the episode where they talk about passover and like about all the traditions that go with it i like vaguely Mm -hmm. remember watching that when i was a kid and thinking it was really interesting and i guess that was like unheard of Wow, back in no. the '90s when it came out. So shout out to Rugrats for being progressive for their time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really awesome fact. But one thing you guys need to know about Ashley is that she's the queen of just random facts. Like, don't get me wrong, <laughs> I love that. But like, I think we talked about this on our episode with Courtney, where you will just like send us the most random ass facts or like things that are happening and out of out of context like literally no context I love it but it's just that's one thing you need to know about Ashley (laughs) I love just random facts and I feel like it just spices things up you know Mm -hmm. keeps people Mm -hmm. on their toes I'll be in the middle of my work day and like in between sessions and I'll just see a random ass text from Ashley and be like I can't even deal with this right now (laughs) right (laughs) be like I'll just put that off till later (laughs) literally but obviously I love you since I have a podcast with you and I decided to make you a bridesmaid. Yes, which kind of uh, has us pivot into what we want to talk about today, which was all things bridal, wedding related, whether, you know, whether you're having a wedding or you've been in a wedding in the past, you're going to weddings. I know post-COVID, it seems like there's so many weddings happening because you know you had all the 2020 brides had to postpone into 2021 and then all the people that got engaged in 20 and 21 are in 2022 so emily here is getting married in october so do you want to kind of kick it off with your uh wedding planning story my wedding planning story or my engagement story or let's bring it back to the engagement and just kind of like move forward from there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I hate talking about my engagement stories. So if you, <laughs> if you're making me, um, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So I, my fiance and I started talking about marriage like right before the pandemic started. We actually went to go look at rings. It was like March of 2020. We went to go look at rings together. And side note, I don't understand how women, and this is no hate, just I don't understand how someone could just be like, I don't care, just whatever you pick. Like, maybe it's like the control in me, but I needed to pick out the ring that I wanted just because it's a lot of money, right? And like, I'm going right. to be wearing it on my finger forever. I wanted to make sure it was something that I liked. And I know that's not everyone's cup of tea and that's okay, but I don't understand it. But there's um, so many options too. Like, right. you should try them on and see what, you know, looks good on your hand and what, because you could always like something in your head and then try it on and be like, ooh, no, that's not for me. And that happens a lot, right? Like, a lot of people try on rings and they're like, even if it's their dream ring from Instagram, they try it on and they're like, no, I don't like this. Um, But anyways, back to my story. Um, So we, obviously when COVID hit, like, 
shit hit the fan. So we kind of just put that on the back burner. Um, we moved in together and, you know, there was a lot of growing pains with that. Actually, that's another episode, another episode idea talking about living with a partner because we both do it. So we could probably yeah. talk about it. Um, so we put them on the back burner and then it was like post, not post COVID because obviously COVID is still happening, but like when we got vaccinated and things started opening up again, you know, I was kind of like, all right, like, when is it happening? Like not in my head, not like necessarily to him, but I was like, when talking to my friends being like, when is this happening? And then we booked a trip to Tahoe, which we had been before and we loved it. So I wasn't like a dead, like, okay, he's proposing because we're going to Tahoe because we had been before and we kind of talked about going every summer, especially um, as like things were opening back up and we were both back vaccinated. So we, before the trip, I was like texting Courtney actually being like, I need you. She's my stylist. I don't know if we mentioned that on the podcast, but um, I was like, you got to send me some dresses to wear in case I get engaged because I, he had told me that we were going to a nice restaurant. So I was like, okay, which we had been to this golf course the year before, like when we went to Tahoe, but we hadn't been to this fancy restaurant. So I was like, okay, I need to get a dress. So I got a dress and then we went, we went, <laughs> he's going to probably kill me for telling this part of the story on the podcast, but we decided to go to Tahoe a day earlier than we were originally going to. And so we had to book a hotel right by the, cause you fly into Reno when you go to Tahoe, at least we do. And he booked a La Quinta. I don't know if you've ever stayed at La Quinta, but they're basically like one step up from Motel 6. Like we get into this, we get into the room and like, there's hair on the pillow. The shower doesn't turn on. Like, I feel bad saying this. Like, I feel bad acting like a prima donna, but like, it was nasty. And I think the worst part was it was like $200 a night, which is like pretty decent, right? When hotels are gross, that freaks me out. $200 yes. is like a, like a lot for a, you know, airport or off the highway hotel. Like, that's a lot. Yes, yes. And but that's what he was saying. He's like, I didn't think it could be that gross when it was $200. Right. But like, it was kind of like a movie because when we walked up to our room, there were people on the um, like on the rally because it's like an outside hotel drinking it out of red solo cups. And I was like, is there a drug deal happening here? Like, <laughs> it literally looked like a movie where like they stay overnight when they're like on the run or something. And yeah. the room was just so gross. And I'm like texting my parents being like, this is so gross. I'm so pissed. And like my parent, little did I know my parents knew he was proposing because he had called my dad. <laughs> my mom's like, oh, be nice. Like he didn't know better. And I'm like, no, mom, like my mom is the biggest prima donna. Like she wouldn't have slept there. She, we, she would have went to the Marriott down the street. But like, I took like a shirt and just like put it over the pillow and just went to bed because I was so miserable. But then the next day, of course, we went, we drove up to Tahoe. And if you've never been to Tahoe, you have to go. It's absolutely beautiful. And the hotel, we, we had stayed there before, so the hotel was awesome, so no problem. Um, and Friday night, he t we're at dinner, and he tells me, oh, we're going to the restaurant tomorrow instead of Sunday, like, at the golf course. So in my head, I'm like, hmm, if he was proposing, don't you think he would have had that planned, like, a long time ago and like not just like he was like, oh, like, there's a different time that opened up, so I wanted to snag it on Saturday instead of Sunday. And I'm like – this is sus. I was like literally texting my friend Katie and being like, I don't think he's proposing because like this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then all day Saturday we're laying on the beach and he's so chill. I'm like, if I was proposing to somebody, I'd be like sweating. I'd be so nervous. And like, that's just not really who he is. Like he's pretty even keeled all the time. Um, so right. then so chill all the time. <laughs> <laughs> literally so I shouldn't have like I shouldn't have been expecting him to be nervous but I was because I was so in my head um so then we go he's like okay be ready by 5 45 because I want to go watch the Suns game because they win the playoffs actually we'll have to get to that part of the story <laughs> later but um the Suns were in the playoffs so he was like let's go watch game five and I was like in my head I was like are you fucking kidding me? I don't want to watch go watch the Suns game. I want you to propose. Like, I was so pissed. He's like, it's fine. Just be ready by 545. We'll go early and watch the game. And I was like, fine, whatever. So then we we get there. And it's like the most beautiful 
it's called Edgewood in Tahoe. Like the Kardashians have stayed there. Like it's gorgeous. And you know how much I love the Kardashians. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) so he gets there and he's like, Oh, let's just go like take a walk um, on the beach before we go sit down to watch the game. And so then we get, we're walking on the beach and he was like, Oh, let's get someone to take our picture. So he like hands and he never wants pictures. So at that point I was like, "Mm, okay. Um, So he hands this (laughs) random guy. Yeah. He hands this random guy the photo or our phone. And then like, he was like, okay, thanks. And the guy like starts walking away. And then I like was fixing my hair. And next thing I know he's on one knee and the random guys, the photographer. So then he like, you know, said his little thing. And then I said, yes. And then we have like a 45 to an hour photo shoot after, which I like completely blacked out. I don't remember like anything. <laughs> I was in so much shock. And then we were like calling and FaceTiming everybody. And then we had dinner and then I FaceTimed Ashley and she didn't answer me. It was so okay, rude. Let me explain. <laughs> Let's back up. Like Emily said, the Suns were playing the Bucks in the NBA finals and I live in Milwaukee. I'm not a huge Bucks fan or NBA fan by any means, but Emily and I had been talking about possibly like her and Ryan coming to Milwaukee to watch a game or Alex and I going out there. And so when she FaceTimed me, my phone goes on do not disturb at 9 PM, like automatically every night. So it went to like automatically missed call. And I saw she FaceTimed me and I thought she was FaceTiming me about the game because the Bucks had won. And (laughs) Which is not like we talk about sports all the time by any means like that. That's legitimately what I thought. Like, I did not think about it being anything else at all. And I checked my phone a little bit after she had FaceTimed me and I texted her and I was like, oh, hey, sorry, missed your call. Like, what's up in our friend group chat? And everybody, like, I don't think Emily responded, but everybody else was just talking like normally about something else so I was like okay like if she, if it was super important she'd call me back but <laughs> then you just sent a picture of the ring and I was like oh holy shit like I thought you were calling me about the game like I, I felt so bad but I legitimately I wasn't just ignoring it like I thought you were calling about the basketball game in my phone it was like <laughs> 10 or 11 p.m in the midwest because you were all the way out on pacific time So it was just like a miscommunication and I was not thinking straight, obviously. So (laughs) I'm sorry I missed that iconic moment, but um, it was was truly an accident. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's it's just such a funny story to tell, Um, especially because you thought I was calling about basketball, which I mean, like we do, we talk about like college basketball way more than like NBA basketball and like baseball and stuff, but it was just... Other than Ashley not picking up, it was perfect. And we had the whole, we stayed until Tuesday. So we had the whole rest of the weekend to celebrate. So that was really nice because it's just like, after you get engaged and I'm sure my other brides listening felt feel this way. Like there's like a bliss. It's almost like me and Ryan, my fiance talk about this all the time. Like we wish we could go back to those like three days where like you're not worried about wedding planning. Like I think I texted you guys about like the bachelorette, but just cause it's like fun to be like, okay, where are we going? But like, you're just right. in a bliss. Like we were by ourselves on vacation. So it wasn't like we were, you know, dealing with seeing everybody or anything like that. Like it was just so nice to be in this bliss for three days in Lake Tahoe Mm -hmm. and then how remind me how soon after you got home that you actually started the wedding planning because what month was that that you got engaged was that like June July July okay so you had about 15 16 months from when you're proposed until your actual wedding date Yes, and Ashley, I started wedding planning on Monday of the next week. <laughs> we I got a one. I don't know why. Growing up, I always thought for some reason that whenever like people had really really long engagements, and I don't know if that's just happened to be people that I knew, like a couple weddings I went to growing up had really long engagements, but I thought they were like 
two or three years. And then once I kind of got into college and realized that wasn't the case, I was like so mind blown. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the average is probably like a year and a half, but our, um, our, our dilemma is that I really, really wanted a fall wedding because fall in Arizona is really nice, but it's also not the nicest time. So we've, it was either in Arizona, it's either like you get married in the fall slash winter or you get married in the spring. And I didn't want to get married in March or April because flights to Arizona are like $700 during that time because of like spring training and it's like 80 degrees every day. So I was like, the fall is a little hot, but it's not like too hot. And I think flights are a lot more reasonable. And our wedding is um, pretty big and about. 60 70 percent are coming from out of town because we're both from chicago and like all of my our friends besides the ones that live here are from chicago or other places so i was like i wanted to be mindful of that people were going to be traveling and i don't know the i love october like i just think it's such a nice month and so i really wanted a fall wedding and i knew that like okay october is 15 16 months away i better get planning and then i come to find out that like the date i wanted booked every every reasonable like place that I was looking was booked and so I was like I literally Ryan had to go Ryan's first trip post-COVID because he travels for work was of course the week after we got engaged and so he's gone that week and I'm wedding planning and <laughs> I got a canker sore because I was so stressed <laughs> about not being able to find a venue and I was like we're not even though it's like if we couldn't get married in the fall, it wasn't the end of the world. But in my head at that moment, it was. I was like, I have to get married in the fall. Like, I have to. Um, and so I stressed myself out. And then we ended up finding the venue that we're getting married at. And they had a different date, which is actually, like, one of their, like, diamond dates, they call it. Which means that, like, it was open because you have to have a certain amount of people to meet the limit. And so that's why when they, they heard how much how – many. <laughs> we're having a 200 person wedding when they heard that they're like oh yeah this is open and you guys should definitely um definitely take it and like we we love the venue like it's literally everything I wanted everything like our families wanted and so I feel really lucky to have found that venue but like in that date but I literally stressed myself out so Ryan had his mom text me and be like are you okay like because I was texting Aww. him be like all stressed out and so she texted me and side note like my mother-in-law is the best. Like, I feel so bad for people who, like, hate their mother-in-law or have a tough relationship with their mother-in-law because mine's literally, like, she's an angel and she's been so great this whole process. So I'm very, very lucky because I know that's not the case for everybody. So what made you guys decide on wanting to have a wedding in Arizona versus uh, Chicago or even a destination wedding since you guys are both from the Chicago area? Yeah, I think for for me, I want to live in the place that I'm getting married because I don't know, like I think about like destination weddings and I think about like you have to go there to look at venues, right? So like that's one trip. And then for me, like you have, I was thinking about, okay, you have to like hire people that you just like don't have no familiarity with because they live in another country, they live in another state and um I, w I didn't want to get married in Chicago just because I didn't I, – I know there are very pretty places in Chicago, but I really wanted, like, an outdoor wedding uh, with, like, mountains in the background. Like, I don't know. Like, I love Arizona. It's been my home for five years. It's been Ryan's home for 11 years. So, to us, it just felt right. And um, everybody that we've talked to is so excited to be able to come here. Either they've never been here or they've been here and they love it. They love it. So, I don't know. It just felt right for us to do it here. So I wanted to be here and not have to like worry about traveling during my wedding weekend. Right. I'm excited to come too, because it's almost like, you know, I'm coming from Wisconsin. It's almost like a small vacation. It's like, I'm going to get nicer weather, going to get to hang mm -hmm. out with all my friends, get to do all this fun stuff all weekend. I'm going to come out for extra days, of course. So yeah, I feel like that's, you know, a great perk. And also the thing with destination weddings is if you're having it out of the country, that can throw in so many more difficulties. Like I was supposed to go to a destination wedding in 2020 out of the country. And obviously that's a special circumstance, like why that got right. canceled. But I remember it just being kind of difficult to be able to 
you know, arrange all the flights and the place to stay and are we going to stay at the resort that the wedding's at or somewhere else. So it definitely does throw some other complications for the guests into it too if you do have a really far off destination wedding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if that's what you want, like, that's great. Like, I just want it to be close to my my venue's like 20 minutes away from me and I want it to be close. And um, another thing too is a lot of people say like it's I, – I follow a lot of like bride pages now and like, you know, all these things. And a lot of people are – it's like unpopular opinion edition. A lot of people like stop saying that your destination wedding is a mini – um, vacation. But see, like you had just said, like, I'm excited to get a vacation out. And every single person I've talked to so far, I mean, maybe they're just saying this to my face, but like, they seem like genuinely excited to like, go to like a nice place, um, where the weather's going to be better than it is where they live. And like, they're excited because they've never been there. So like, for me, and like a lot of like Ryan's dad's friends are like, we can't wait to golf all weekend. Right. So it's like, I don't know. I've been getting a really positive response from it. It seems like maybe other people haven't, but I have. Mm -hmm. No, I definitely agree. I mean, I think Arizona is that perfect kind of like middle place too, where it's not so far that it's going to be impossible to get plane tickets or accommodations or anything like that. Like you said, in March, it might've been a little bit more difficult. Like, I guess I can attest to that when I came a couple years ago for spring training, it was like the weather can be a little bit iffy depending on when it is. Like when I was up there in March, it snowed. Yeah, (laughs) that was crazy. (laughs) Actually, that that's such a um, funny that you bring that up on this episode because that's the weekend that Ryan and I like became officially a couple. Yeah, that's true. I remember that. I met Ryan's dad and all his friends that weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then times. Then Ryan asked me to be his girlfriend that weekend. So thanks, Ash. Yes, of course. I'm glad I could help, you know, facilitate that. Yeah, <laughs> it's all you. So if you don't mind me asking a little bit about uh, wedding parties, did you have any difficulty like figuring out, okay, this is who Ryan and I are going to have in the wedding or, you know, different family members and not just bridesmaids and groomsmen, but I also know you know, people have, of course, like ring bears, flower girls, some people have like attendants and, you know, different people seating, things like that. So can you dive a little bit more into that process and if that was difficult at all? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have 10 bridesmaids, so I have a lot of bridesmaids. And like, whenever I tell people that, they're like, oh my God, that's so many. And for me, it's like, okay, Ashley and I have talked about how we have our core group, but it's five of us, right? So, like, that was a no-brainer for um, you five, or you four plus me, right, to be in the wedding. So, that's already four people right there, right? And then I have my sister, and I have my cousin, who is one of my best friends. I just went to her bachelorette party over the weekend, and it was so fun. I'm in her wedding in June. And then I have my matron of honor, who is, um, she actually Divya, she was on the podcast. Uh, She was our first guest. She's a mental health therapist. She's my matron of honor. My sister's my maid of honor. Um, And then I have three friends from Arizona. So for me, it was just like, I have a lot of different people in my life that I wanted to be there on my special day. And I have two sisters and sister-in-laws, my um. Ryan's sister and then my brother's girlfriend and they're not in the wedding but they're going to be honorary attendees which means they're going to wear a similar dress to the bridesmaids and they're going to walk down the aisle before the bridesmaids and they're going to get ready with us so for me it was like I wanted um my bridesmaids mostly consist of friends plus my sister and my cousin and then I wanted my sister-in-laws to be um in the wedding just in a different role and I feel like a lot of people I don't know, like I have a very judgmental family, not my immediate family, but my extended family. And I'm doing a lot of things that I'm the first one to not do it. So I, and we can get into that in a a bit, but I remember like my aunt was like, you have 10 bridesmaids and like Jack and Maria are not, which is my brother and his girlfriend are not in the wedding. And it was just like, 
why can't I just have who I want in my wedding party? So like, it wasn't right. necessarily hard for me to decide about who to put in my wedding. It was the judgment from other people that it was like, oh, you're not having so-and-so or like you're having so-and-so. It was more of the judgment from other people, not necessarily how, I, like how it wasn't hard for me to pick. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And I feel like that can be such a difficult spot for people in weddings that I often hear brought up is like, oh, I don't know if I should ask this person or if I should ask this family member or I was in their wedding, but that was a couple of years ago and now we're not as close type of thing. It's like so difficult because friendships are always changing and evolving. And, yeah. you know, if you're in somebody's wedding right after college, but then you don't talk to them that much and you get married seven years later, does that mean you need to be include them in your wedding because you were in theirs like no not necessarily but there there can be hurt feelings there too so I don't know if you had to deal with that at all oh absolutely my best friend from high school texted me and she was very upset that I I wasn't um she wasn't a bridesmaid and I just I was surprised that she was upset because we are not close anymore. Like we check in time to time with each other, but we're not close anymore. And it's not like we have some big dramatic falling out. We just, I live in Arizona. She lives in Chicago. And like, I went away to college. She stayed around, um, around the area to go to college. Like, you know, she is engaged with a stepson. Like she has a, we just live very different lives. And so when she texted me that I was pretty surprised that she wasn't, that I was pretty surprised that she was upset, which I mean, I validated it like that's totally fine. But it was just to get confronted about that is a pretty, I don't know, it was a pretty uncomfortable situation, honestly, and not, you know, no fault to her, it's just uncomfortable for me to be like, I mean, I'm sorry, like, I don't know what you want me to say now. Um, right. And I think that can be such a difficult spot, because there's so it's hard to manage other people's expectations of your wedding and your Oh my day. gosh. And I think there's such a, I don't know how to put this, but an image around weddings and like what we see with either our family's weddings growing up and weddings that we've personally been to. And then things also that we watch on TV and movies about how it's kind of supposed to be and really you can have whoever you want in your wedding. You could have met somebody. You could have no one. Ago. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I've even had moments where, you know, people that I knew in the past, like say people I went to high school with got married and I was invited and I was like, I haven't talked to this person in like five years. I'm actually shocked that I'm invited or people that I was really good friends with that I wasn't invited. And I was kind of like, dang, like I definitely would have gone to that. Sure. But like I said, it's just everybody has their different priorities. People have different budget limitations and can only invite like a set amount of people. They don't need to invite somebody that they were friends with 12 years ago necessarily. It doesn't mean that they don't like you. It just means that their priorities might be a little bit different for their day. Totally. And like we had to limit who we were inviting just because our venue has a limit. Right. And I know 200 sounds like a lot of people, but we still had to limit people because we can't have more people than our venue sits. And, you know, going back to the bridesmaid thing is I was the maid of honor in somebody's wedding in May 2021. And I'm not friends with her anymore. Unfortunately, like we, um, I think I mentioned this on the episode with Divya, but our values and morals just didn't line up. And so we're not friends anymore and she's not in my wedding. And I, that she was upset about that too. So, I mean, it's so hard to, like you were saying, to manage other people's expectations of your wedding, but because I'm doing things differently and not like anything great, like I'm still having a pretty traditional wedding, but I'm the first person in my family um, to not get married in a church. Uh, my all the cousins before me, all all the parents have gotten married in a church, and I'm getting married on a golf course, so it's very different. <laughs> and I've had a lot of judgment from both sides of my family about that decision. And luckily, my parents are very supportive. They want me to do whatever it is that you know me and uh, Brian want us to do. But that was definitely something. There was some not 
not nice things said about that fact. Right. And it's like at the core of it, it's just projection because if you don't want to get married in a church, why should you get married in a church? If you're, especially if you're not religious at all, then who cares? You know, why should you please somebody else based on their traditions? You should get married where you want to. That's literally just somebody pushing their, you know, ideals and values onto somebody else. And it's like, okay, you go get married then. Right. Right. And it's like, (laughs) Like, why do you, why do you care? You're not the one getting married. I'm not asking my extended family for money for the wedding, like to help pay for it. So it's not like they have any say in both of our parents, me and Ryan's are very happy where we're getting married and they don't care that it's not in a church. I think his parents might've preferred a church, but again, they didn't say anything because they know that it's our wedding and they want us to be happy, but it's the extended family that was like, you're not getting married in a church. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. And it's like, I could just not invite you guys. Like how about that? Um, I think that's another one of those things where it's just, you know, you think about a wedding and you think about a white church and that's where you get married and that's where, you know, this certain person marries you. And it's like, that's not the case just because that works for somebody doesn't mean that's has to be what everybody has to do. No, no, it doesn't. And that's why I, I feel like I've been pretty good in this process of really staying true to myself and like what I keep talking about. It's like, it's just my, (laughs) just my wedding, but like, Ryan is like involved, but he truly like just wants this day to like be everything I wanted. Like he obviously came to like pick out the, pick out the venue and like all the, you know, he was on all the calls for the photographers, DJs, um, we were just DJ, not DJs. Um, he didn't go to the, he, the only appointment he didn't go DJs to. DJs here. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? The only appointment he didn't go to was the florist, which like I took my mom because like he, he doesn't care about flowers, right? Like the flowers right. are for me, for me and the, the girls anyways. So, like we're not doing boutonnieres because it's actually $25 per boutonniere. And I'm like, they do not need flowers on. This is not prom. They do not need flowers on their suits. Like maybe Ryan can have one, but like he doesn't need one. Like I want my girls, like the bridesmaids to have flowers. And I want like obviously flowers in like the reception and like all that Uh stuff. But I was like, "Mm, he does not need a boutonniere. Um, But yeah, he's been like really great the whole process, but he really just wants the wedding to be when it comes down to like decor and all those things. He wants it to be what I want, which is pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, that is super sweet. So do you want to talk a little bit about your wedding dress shopping experience and how that went? Yeah, so I um, I made a decoration to myself like three days after I got engaged, kind of like when I got back to reality and was like, damn, I'm engaged. Like this is, this is real. <laughs> I made a decoration to... I had done so much body image work. The um, I promise this will get into wedding dress, but I'm just kind of giving the backstory. But I had done so much body image work around um, when I was in eating disorder recovery. And so I was in a really good place with um, my intuitive eating, with like movement. And so I made a declaration to not let wedding planning or being a bride take me back into any sort of eating disorder behaviors, any sort of hate towards my body. I mean, I'm human, so like it happens from time to time, but I really tried to be intentional about not making this about my body, but actually making this about um, me and Ryan getting married, right? About like the love that we share and like the excitement of that. And I was listening to Victoria Garrick's podcast, Real Pod, and she was talking about how why do we feel so much pressure to look the best we've ever looked on our wedding day when he, he or she already proposed to you? Like they, they proposed to you when you look like this. Why do you feel all that pressure to look like to lose weight, to get all of these things done to your face, to, you know, look the best boob jobs, all these things. And like no hate to anyone who does that. I just did that. Didn't feel good for me in my journey with my body. And so when I went wedding just shopping, I had told I took the first time I went, I took some friends who were in town for my engagement party and I had told some of them, like, I really want this experience to be about 
the dress and not about my body. And I know it sounds weird because it's like your wedding dress shopping, but like I was like, if I ever like get to a point where I am making about my body, I kind of want you guys to like take me out of it. And I had the best time with my girlfriends on that Friday. I actually found the dress. The first shop I went to, I found the dress that day. I had the best experience. Like I wasn't thinking about my body. I was just thinking about like, honestly, I think I look really good. So I was thinking about that and like my girl, like the girls were gassing me up and it was honestly like a wonderful experience. Um, when I picked up my dress, wasn't as great, unfortunately. And, um, I won't get into that just out of respect for the other people that were there, but it just wasn't the experience that I had wanted, but I'm so lucky that I went with my girlfriends and was able to have such a great experience finding my dress. And unfortunately I wasn't at that original dress appointment. I so wish I was, which is something that we can talk about too, because that happened like the weekend of your engagement party, which was also in Arizona. And unfortunately, like I did try to make it, but I just wasn't able to at the end of the day because I was still working at my office job at the time. And I got five days off a year, which is insane. So I wasn't able to get that time off. And I just like, the way the flights would have worked out if I wasn't to take any time off, I would have been in Arizona for like 24 hours or something. It just would have been crazy. And I know that was something that was, you know, there was a couple of us that weren't able to go and we all felt really, really bad about it. But that's kind of one of the things too, that you have when you have, it's not a destination wedding for you, but for us, it is a wedding that we have to travel to. And I'm like, I'm absolutely going to be at everything when you're in Chicago and a little bit closer to me. I'm absolutely obviously going to be at the bachelorette party this summer and all the kind of other wedding events. But that was just the one that I had to give up because I'm looking at my calendar. I'm like, okay, I have all these, you know, wedding events for other people's weddings as well. Like I, you know, there are times where you do have to prioritize, like, I want to make sure I can go to the bachelorette and the bridal shower and things like that. I might have to cut back on going to like an engagement party, for example, which, which was tough. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really valid because there's a lot of events around somebody's wedding. And like, I've took, I have no hard feelings about the engagement party. It was also like something that was planned, like, a month and a half after we got engaged, it was like not a lot of time. So like, I totally understood that like to the, um, to the people that couldn't come, there was literally no, I mean, I was disappointed of course, cause I wanted to see you guys, but I wasn't angry at all. And, you know, for me, it's, it, it is more about like the bridal shower, the bachelor party, the wedding and like showing up. Cause that's kind of energy that like, I, I've been a bridesmaid twice now about to be three in June. And for me, it's like, I had to travel for almost every every event, right? Each bridal shower, uh, each bachelorette and each wedding. So I understand, I totally understand that it can be a lot. And then if you throw in an engagement party, that's another one. So I totally un understood. And I think there was a lot of like, and maybe, I don't know if you feel this way, but like a pressure to like be there for everything when you're, especially when you're a bridesmaid, bridesmaid. And I do think that, you know, if you are a bridesmaid, you should be at most events, right? But if you have four events, I totally understand that you might not. People have jobs, it costs money, right? So I totally, plus like being a bridesmaid is expensive. So I get it. I get it. It's, it, it can be a lot for sure. Right. I'm like three out of four, that's pretty good. And yeah, how would you give advice to somebody like if they were in my position and they're like, I just can't swing just this one event in, you know, being able to approach the bride about it and trying to be understanding and not hurt their feelings. Yeah. I think, you know, and I look back and I, I wish I would have done this prior, but I think letting your bride, it's kind of hard to do this, but I think if you can do this, like letting your bridesmaids know, like kind of upfront when you ask them, like what, like the financial and um, I guess like, expectations it sounds weird because it, it's not like it's this serious of a thing but it is a serious thing right it's like somebody's somebody's wedding and like these are your best friends but like 
I wish I would have done that up front. I feel like I've, you know, and you can let me know, Ashley. I feel like I've tried to be really upfront about, like, trying to give you guys enough time for the bridal shower, bachelorette, letting you know how much, like, hair and makeup and your dress and all those things are going to cost. And so I, I think I've tried to be good about it. But I think if you can't make something or if you can't, let's just say, like, you can't afford to be a bridesmaid because, I mean, it's probably, like, around, like, $1,000 between, like, dress, hair, makeup, all the travel, everything. So it's a lot of money to dedicate to somebody else. Um, I think I would approach the bride in a sense that's, like, really genuine and, like, try to do something else. for Like, you guys sent flowers, right, for the engagement party. And I thought that was really sweet because I totally did not expect that at all, right? And so, like, I feel like, yes, try to talk to her and be honest and be, let her know, like, or him know like what's what the situation is like let them know and be don't be like I hate it when people are not upfront about things right like don't give me like a shade like you told me the truth right like I just don't have the PTO and I was like I get it right but if you were like oh I don't know because we have this and this I probably would have been annoyed right but because Mm -hmm. you were honest and like you did something else like send flowers like again not that you have to do any of these things but I think being honest and trying to do something else if you can't make the bachelorette like maybe you like send money for drinks when they're at the bachelorette like try to do some it doesn't have to be expensive either it could be like here's you know twenty dollars buy yourself a shot right like if you can't do something I think letting someone know if you can't be there I mean letting someone know that you're still thinking about them and like you wish you could be there I think is at least that's what I would do I know every situation every friendship every relationship is different but that's what I would do and I feel like that's what you guys did and would do in other situations too And I feel like you've been really great about letting us know way in advance, like, okay, my bridal shower date is in at this time in six months from now, like make sure you guys have the weekend clear. So I love having like way, way advance notice just so I can mark it on my calendar and make sure like, okay, I'm not going to accidentally schedule something on Mm -hmm. that day. I can take off work. I can be a hundred percent sure like we are going to be good. And I've definitely, you know, that's a crazy thing about the preparations for weddings as well, because some people do have engagement parties. Some people don't, some people don't have bachelorette and bachelor parties, or some people just literally like go out in their neighborhood to their bars, like for their bachelor bachelorette party. Like they don't have destination type trips. And this is actually the first bachelorette party that I'm or it's not the first one I'm going on, but it's the first one of a, of a wedding that I am in. So I'm super excited, but I've definitely heard other friends and not anybody that Emily and I are mutual friends with, but just some other people I know that, you know, we're all kind of at that age in our twenties where, you know, everybody's in a couple weddings every year. It's just so interesting hearing people talk about their different, stories with being in bridal parties and like how organized or disorganized it can be so I definitely think that it's good like Emily's been we have a group text with the bachelorette party we know you know if you want to book something you or Annie will send a link and be like hey is everybody okay with doing this like this is going to be the cost breakdown these are the hours that we're going to do it if you're not okay with this please let me know or text me separately So, you know, the upfront cost, because like you said, some of these things can get a little bit expensive and you should be able to do whatever you want to do for, you know, it's your day, but also just having, you know, equipping people to be able to be like, okay, I'm going to make sure I'm going to budget ahead of time for this, or I'm going to, you know, set aside this money just so you know, because everybody, especially I'm sure you know, with your bridal party, there's people that are different ages, people that have different incomes. Right. Like I was just talking to my friend that's in a bridal party and she just got married and she was like, it was really difficult for me because some of my bridesmaids were still living at home and some were making a bunch of money. And it's like people, you have to cater to totally different income levels. Yeah. It, it is difficult. And, you know, for, for me, um, I was in Divya's wedding and I know Divya and I had, I think she'd be okay with me sharing this. We had a lot of conversations around like feeling bad about asking people to like spend money on you. And so I think through helping her navigate that, it's helped me navigate the sense that like, 
these people, and maybe I'm speaking for other people and I shouldn't be, but this is how I fed, felt towards like Divya's, all her events, right? I was like, well, I love this person. Like these, she's one of my best friends and like I'm a bridesmaid. Like I, it's not like I have to spend the money, quote unquote, I have to, right? Like I want to because one, it's like fun things that we're doing. And two, like I care about this person a lot and I want to do what they want to do. And I also know that she's doing this for me. And like, Ashley, like, you know, when you, if, and when you and Blacks get married, like I'll do that for you. Not because I have to, but because I want to, because you're one of my best friends. Right. And so for me, I feel, and you know, I hope, you know, everyone else feels this way. It's like, it's not about having to, it's about like, we get to do something fun and we get to celebrate the person that's getting married and knowing that they're all going to do this for me one day. And even if that's not the case, even if we have friends who never get married, it's still, we're still going to be good friends. We're still going to show up for them in different ways. So yes, it can be expensive. And I also think it's a, it's a part of friend, like, especially when you're late twenties and thirties, it's a part of friendships that happens. And for me, I've, um, I know, I feel like I've navigated it since I've been in a couple of weddings and know that, okay, these people are going to show up for me in this same way, not just financially, but like emotionally and supportive wise. So that's kind of how I've reconciled everything, you know, about finances and bridesmaids and all that. Right. And like you said, I think giving people advance notice too is so helpful mm -hmm. because you're like, okay, we're going, you know, I knew we were going to San Diego for your bachelorette party, like uh, literally like a year in advance. Yeah. If not like nine to 12 months. So I can be like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to start looking at flights so I can kind right. of strategize like, do I need to fly out from Chicago, Milwaukee? What am I going to do here to make sure that we can get like the best deal? So I think yeah. that's definitely, I mean, like we said, everybody's different, but I don't have any problem like spending money on having these experiences with my best friends too. It's not like you're just spending money on anybody, but you know, if you do ever have difficulties paying for something or swinging something or just being able to book something, I would say definitely just having an open and honest conversation because if you're close enough to somebody to be in their wedding like mm -hmm. I feel like I could call you and be like hey I'm in between jobs right now or I'm kind of struggling like but I really want to come to your bachelorette like how can we work this out how can we kind of find yeah a way to swing it because if yeah. you're that close with somebody like you guys will be able to understand each other and figure it out Absolutely. If one of my bridesmaids or one of the, because I have a couple of girls that who aren't in my wedding coming to the bachelorette, if they came to me and they were, you know, let's just say like someone couldn't pay for their hair and makeup the day of the wedding, I would be like, okay, I'm going to cover it, right? Because maybe I can financially cover it. Or I would say, okay, like, you know, why don't, you know, we just, we do your makeup together, right? Or we do your hair together, right? Like, yes, we'd figure it out because I still want you to be there right and like you were honest about it again that's going back to like just be honest just have the conversation with the bride and if she's not a bridezilla and you're actually close like it, sh it shouldn't be a problem right because it's when you wait till the last minute when it's like a day before the trip and you're like actually I haven't bought my flight yet because I haven't yes you know been able to it's like okay you couldn't have told me that like three months ago and we could have, you know, used my airline miles or something to kind of right. crowdfund this or figure it out <laughs> or something. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Like if you're honest about it and you give people, like you give time to navigate the situation, I feel like people can figure it out. Or if you have to miss something because of finances too, like it's, it's okay. Right. Like you, yes. Is it great if you can be there, but it's also, if you can only pick one thing, I'm, I'm sure the bride will want you to pick the wedding, right? Because it's like, right. that's that's the big time and everyone's finances are different. And if you're honest with the bride and it's actually something that you can't do, I think, you know, everyone will understand. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And have you ever dealt with having two weddings on the same day or weekend? Um... I feel I, like that's more of a thing recently since like so many rescheduled weddings. Yeah, I have, um, I had two weddings back to back last year. So that was a lot, um, like back to back weekends. And 
I I don't have the same, I've never had the same day, but we do have some people, two of Ryan's friends, girlfriends can't come to our wedding because they have other weddings. And so they're like separating. Um, and like the guy's coming to our wedding and the girl's going to whosoever wedding it is. So I would say if like that does come up for you, go to whoever you're closer to, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, you know, Ashley, if it was like me versus like your fifth cousin, I'd hope you come to mine. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, like, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and like for me, if it was a friend versus, I think it's hard and it's a friend versus family member, right? That when I think it gets difficult, but no, I've never had the same day, but I think that would be stressful. I, you know, because there's so many weddings in 2022, there's 20. 20- five million or something. I don't know. It's some crazy number. That's the most weddings since like 1984. I guess that was a big year for weddings too, but there's definitely, I know. I don't know why I saw that statistic somewhere, but I definitely feel a little bit of pressure to like make sure my wedding's like spectacular because there's so many weddings happening in 2022. Like I have six weddings or five other than mine. So it's like, are people going to be like comparing? Like, do I need to make this like the greatest wedding of all time? But then I have to like reel it back in and be like, no, like my wedding's going to be great because it's my, you know, it's my wedding and like, it's, it's everything I wanted. It doesn't need to be the best wedding of the century one, because we just don't have the finances to make it like out of this world. But two, it's, it doesn't need to be right. Cause again, this is what I was saying about like body images. Whenever I like get crazy, quote unquote crazy about wedding planning, I kind of like reel it back in and be like, okay, this is about you and Ryan getting married. This is one weekend of your life. Yes, it's a very important weekend, but like, you know, if it comes to like, okay, this this costs $7,000, do I really need that at my wedding or can I go for something cheaper? It's like, okay, I probably can go for the cheaper option because it's one day. And again, this is just what's been working for me. I'm not saying anyone else has to take this advice, but for me, I kind of reel it back in and be like, this wedding is about marrying my life partner, right? Like he's... Mm -hmm the person I want to spend forever with. And this is what it's about. And yes, do I want a wedding? Absolutely. But I, I sometimes have to like come back down to earth and be like, okay, you're not, you know, Kendall Jenner getting married. Like you need to (laughs) calm down (laughs) and she's not even married. So that was a poor example, but just this idea of like bringing myself back down to earth and remembering what the day's actually about is what's helped me navigate this pretty intense process, especially with like everything happening in 2022. Right. Because I think the weddings that you remember the most as being like, quote unquote, the best is just the ones where you know the couple loves each other so much. It's not like, oh, they had this type of food or this crazy fireworks show. Like those things can definitely be really cool. But like, does the couple really cherish and appreciate each other and have that strong relationship and being able to see like the the bridesmaids have speeches and seeing how much that friendship translates to their wedding and how much those yeah. connections, like how much they love each other. That stuff to me is way more memorable than like, did I have chicken or steak? Like yeah. It- <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's, those are the things that I'm like trying to reel myself back into. It's like all of our favorite people are going to be here and like even our more favorite people are going to be in our wedding parties. And like, it's going to be so fun because that's just the kind of people that we are. And I feel like, yeah, it's, it's the weddings where the couple really loves each other. And it's also the weddings that are really fun, right? Like that's definitely like, that's what I want. Like for people to have fun at my wedding, I want to have fun at my wedding. And so yeah, kind of like taking myself back down to earth about those things. Yeah. And I heard somebody say when my friends had just got married, that that's like one of the only times in your life that everybody that you love will be in one room. And it really is yeah. when you think about it. Yeah. The la- the last time is probably your funeral. Like not to be right. morbid, but like it's true. It's like you you don't have situations like that where every single person that you love or care about is at your wedding or like in the same room and like celebrating you. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think that's why there can be so much pressure because it is everybody you've ever known or not everyone you've ever known, but like all the special people to you and they're all there for you. And so you want to make it special, which I do, but at the same time, like I need to remember what it's actually about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I feel like we could probably talk about wedding things forever. So if you have, like, if anybody out there has any questions about, you know, different wedding dynamics, things between wedding parties or how you ne- 
you know, navigate difficult situations with kind of like family expectations of how your wedding is supposed to be definitely. I got a lot on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Closer, I'll want to be talking more about the whole process, but obviously there's a lot of you know, a lot of brides and grooms out there. So um, if you're one of them, thank you for listening. We hope it was helpful or that we hope that you enjoyed it. And we'll definitely, you know, do uh, another episode in a couple of months around wedding stuff. But let us know, slide into our DMs if if you want that. And um, yeah, thank you for listening. Check out our Instagram at Because We Went to Therapy. And we're also looking for some more, uh, interviewers to come on or interviewees, I should say. So if you have any suggestions, you know, any mental health professionals or gurus that you really love on social media, go ahead, send us their handle and we could definitely reach out to them or different topics that you're interested in. Definitely let us know. We're open to literally anything. (laughs) Yes. Um, Alrighty. Well, thanks everyone. Love you, Em. Love you, Ash.